the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Donald Trump has announced he's likely going to face more federal charges. Brought to you by Jack Smith. This is not a surprise. We have been predicting it. This is a 14th Amendment play, but I want to put this in context. We're going to go through the details of it. It's very important. In context, there are several efforts underway, some of which that are obvious, and we talk about some of which that are not so obvious, to prevent a populist, nationalist, conservative from becoming president in 2024. This is a no-joke election. You know, they like to lecture us about democracy. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. But let's pretend what they mean is representative government, which we do have representative government, and we should applaud representative government. Or we're not just applaud it, we should support it. None of this is in the tradition of the founding fathers' vision of representative government. These are extra-constitutional organizations, efforts underway to stop you from having a voice. They detest you. They hate you. If you're a Christian, if you're a plumber, if you work with your hands, if you're an ordinary American, they hate your values. They hate everything you stand for, and they are playing for keeps. The 2024 election, they are playing for keeps. There's a lot of troubling news, and there are some other developments that might really be difficult for Joe Biden and the Democrats. So it's not all bad news. But let's start with the news today. I'm going to allow Joe Scarborough, because I know you guys love Joe Scarborough. I, I, get, I get such a kick out of the audience. Anytime I play a Joe Scarborough clip, I get all caps emails. And so I, I just want to say in advance, please send me those emails. I love receiving them. Stop playing MSNBC. I know I'm not doing it for your reaction. I'm just doing it to make sure this is your shot of espresso. I think it gets the audience on the edge of their seat, which is MSNBC saying that Donald Trump is going to be indicted. Okay, play cut 34. We have some significant breaking news. Uh, Jonathan Lemire, um, it looks like looks like another indictment, as, uh, perhaps the most significant indictment, Whoa. may be coming Donald Trump's way. Yeah, we may be on the verge of that in just a couple of days. Just in the last few minutes, Joe, uh, Donald Trump posted on Truth Social, his fledgling social media site, to reveal this. I'm paraphrasing. He says he received a target letter from the Department of Justice, from Jack Smith's office, Sunday night, saying that he is indeed a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation. Target of the grand jury January 6th investigation. Okay, so we've been waiting for months about this. This is the serious one. This is the big one. This is the ball game. This is the potential disqualifier. I have here a very handy turning point USA, United States Constitution, which we will reference in just a second because it all ties together. This is direct election interference. All that should be illegal. It's not. It's the federal government saying to you, the American people, we don't trust you. We cannot allow a mandate from the American people to go after the administrative state, which Donald Trump is pledging. And I think that's a really important connection before we go any further. 
Donald Trump is pledging to purge the deep state, to purge Leviathan using, using Schedule F. This is one of several reasons why they are not playing around. There's other reasons. There's personal revenge, pent-up resentment. I don't like him. He's a threat. He's annoying. We got to get rid of him. Uniparty hates him. The Ukraine thing is part of it. The southern border is part of it. But make no mistake, the if you want to get Washington, D.C. into an active posture, say that I am your retribution, I'm going to fire people from the administrative state. The administrative state is now fighting for its life. This has been bubbling up and will result in a volcanic eruption ever since Woodrow Wilson decided to defecate on the United States Constitution. This is 100 years in the making. Woodrow Wilson versus the American people. It comes to fruition in 2024. For decades, Republicans have turned our back on the administrative state. Oh, it's fine. We can make them work for us. Not a big deal. They're like postal workers, and you know we, we don't want to declare war on it. George W. Bush was a fan of the administrative state. Even Ronald Reagan was underwhelming in disassembling it. George H.W. Bush was a creature of the administrative state, former CIA director. They got rid of Richard Nixon. The administrative state took out Richard Nixon. According to Bobby Kennedy Jr., the administrative state murdered his uncle. So this fourth branch of government, J. Edgar Hoover, Department of Homeland Security, brought to you by your Republican president, George W. Bush, all of this was a constant theme of a fourth branch of government of an unelected bureaucracy that really runs the country. The people are no longer sovereign, and it's bubbling up to this massive prize fight, people versus shadow government, people versus shadow government. That's what 2024 is becoming. MSNBC is saying it out loud. They're freaking out. They're calling it fascism, which is hilarious. We're actually living under fascism. So Orwellian. Eugene Robinson is one of the most frustrating people to see on television. I won't call him dumb. I actually don't think he's that stupid. But what he says is so untrue. It's pathological lying on television. He knows he's lying. Play cut 28. This is why Jack Smith is moving at a rapid pace. Play cut 28. He's talking about wanting to essentially fire the people in the federal bureaucracy who who know how to run things, who make the country work. I mean, this is textbook fascism. Um, and it, it's it's outrageous. It's incredibly dangerous, not just to to our system of democracy and our democratic values. It's just it's just dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. I mean, I, I mean. How, th- their language is so simple and shallow. They use the same 10 words over and over again. Dangerous to democracy. It's dangerous. And just, can we just dwell on a second? Make our system work? Well, who exactly is making the system work? No, what he's saying is protecting our system from people that dare question it. This is exactly how Praetorian guards and permanent administrative states operate. Very difficult to disassemble them. But Donald Trump is saying people versus shadow government. If you want to frame the election to your friends, oh, what is 2024 about? Is it about the economy? Very important. Is it about immigration? Very important. All of those issues cannot be acted upon if you have a separate government actually calling the shots. And Eugene Robinson is telling you that. Okay, so Jack Smith knows this. Jack Smith is a proxy of the Leviathan. He's a proxy of this fourth branch of government that the founding fathers would have found repulsive. And so Donald Trump has said, in fact, he mentions turning point in his statement, uh, which is, you know, nice. 
to be part of history in this sense, I guess. It's his la- it was his last public event before this. Wow, on Sunday night, while I was with my family, just having arrived from the Turning Point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against all other candidates with 85.7%, I got news, horrifying news, that I was getting indicted. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's worth reading, actually. If you go to Truth Social, some of it is, uh, int- some of it is really news. Some of it is just uh, kind of repeating what we already know with this. We're going to dive into it, but I think the more important component of this is Donald Trump is preempting it, but this is part of one of the several ways that have been wargamed. Understand, you are living through something that has been planned. There is a whiteboard somewhere composed by someone. Maybe it's Mark Elias, maybe it's Barack Hussein Obama, maybe it's James Comey, maybe it's a mixture of all of them. Maybe it's people in Kennebunkport, Martha's Vineyard, Aspen, Maybe it's in Sun Valley right now. Any one of these kind of billionaire playgrounds where these guys hang out in the summer, I guarantee you this has all been masterminded. Might have been masterminded last summer. None of this is just like accidental behavior or accidental efforts. No, no, no. This is centralized. This is planned. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you because there's five or six efforts. You know, try to get prop up as much irritation and annoyance in the Republican primary to have people like, Chris Christie run, try to make as much noise, try to bring down Trump's favorables in the states that matter. Have this no labels thing. And I got to tell you, we're going to spend a lot of time on the no, no labels thing in the coming days and weeks. It's super important. No one is talking about it. And then finally, the criminal stuff was well, actually not finally. It's one of many. The criminal stuff, which involves the 14th Amendment, which is the whole ballgame. That is the ultimate insurance policy. That is the if everything else falls apart, we have the 14th Amendment. You are living through historic times. Somebody stopped me at the uh, Turning Point Action Conference and said, Charlie, this is so hard and all this. I said, look, the Lord has not put you in boring times. We should be very thankful for that. This is not a boring moment. Okay, so let's go through the list. It's very important to understand there are multiple simultaneous efforts. And yes, there is a conductor. Who it is is actually not that important. But somebody is masterminding it. Maybe it's Soros. Maybe it's Barack Hussein Obama. Maybe it's James Comey, and he's like a liaison to the intel agencies. By the way, James Comey's running his mouth a lot lately. It's very interesting. He's yammering on by. These intel guys feel so empowered. Instead of getting handcuffs and prison sentences, they get cable news contracts. You see how it works? You have state-run media that pays former intel agency officials, and then you have college campuses that pay the corrupt bureaucrats that destroy your life. Anthony Fauci, Georgetown. Peter Strzok, Georgetown, Hillary Clinton. I'm not sure if it's Georgetown, but she's paid to lecture. So this whole system protects itself. Okay, so Donald Trump is going to be indicted. The contents of the indictment we do not know. But if I were to guess and predict, and you heard it here first, it's going to be a seditious conspiracy charge. I don't think they're going to go for insurrection. If they go for insurrection, I will be even surprised because that is... That is a really high mark, watermark, but it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. So this whole ball game, it's a backup plan. This is the backup plan. Is the 14th Amendment. Now, the 14th Amendment is unbelievably important, obviously, but it's, it, it, it's way too broadly written. I, I'm going to be honest. It's way too broadly written. The 14th Amendment solved a lot of problems, and it's created some problems. It should be 
I think, narrowed in scope. Why? The 14th Amendment is brought up by every left-wing lunatic on voting rights cases and civil rights stuff and debt abolition, literally. Forgive my debt because the 14th Amendment, way too broadly written. It was ratified in July of 1868, and it's been used in ways that was not the intent. Okay? So the key here is this question of rebellion. Again, the 14th Amendment has five different sections. And remember, when we were having the debt ceiling debate, there was this question of can Joe Biden just raise the debt ceiling on his own because of the 14th Amendment. So we're talking about 14th Amendment from all persons born or naturalized in the United States are sub to the jurisdiction thereof and citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That, that's obviously really important. But then it goes on to say, I think it's in section two here. Section three. Thank you, Blake. Yes, is insurrection. So remember the context of the ratification of this amendment. This was post-Civil War. So they said, look, if you have led an insurrection against the United States government, you can't be president. Basically, they're saying, Jefferson Davis, you can't become president. Robert E. Lee, I don't even know if Robert E. Lee was still alive in 1868, probably. You can't become president. No person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States. Here's why they're indicting Trump. This is the whole ballgame right now. Shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So the 14th Amendment is the disqualification ultimate backup plan. If no labels doesn't work, if the no Democrat primary doesn't work, if Chris Christie running his mouth doesn't work, if all the cable networks against him don't work, if Crossfire Hurricane 2.0 does not work, if trying to provoke the right wing to violence and we stay peaceful does not work, if the billions of dollars spent against Trump does not work, then they have an ultimate backup plan. And the ultimate backup plan was originally intended to deal with the Confederacy right after the Civil War. And so here's what they're going to do. They're they're going to indict Trump very soon. This is why we are, this is why it's moving so fast because they understand there's a timeline issue, okay? They're going to indict Donald Trump on seditious conspiracy and or something akin to that. Blake can look at the criminal code and find it because there's all these different measures. But understand here, shall have engaged insurrection, put that aside, or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So even if Donald Trump wins the White House, someone is going to sue. It will go up to the Supreme Court and say, look, he's a convicted felon in Washington, D.C. for giving aid to the enemies of the United States, like the Oath Keepers. This is all bigger than an election, just so we're clear. Sometimes elections are meeting points for decades or centuries old tensions to be resolved. And that's what 2024 is becoming. In 2016, it was a shot heard around the world. Donald Trump took the administrative state by surprise. Never should have happened, according to Peter Strzok's smirk. We saw his text messages. We're not going to let it happen. Hillary Clinton was prideful. Pride is an attribute of the left. Didn't work. All those guys took it easy. Donald Trump went for the jugular. They're not going to let that happen again unless we overcome them. And there are all these efforts that are happening simultaneously. And I just want to say this. 
You know, I get plenty of negative emails on Donald Trump. If you cannot see that this is bigger than Trump, I, I want to say I feel sorry for you, but honestly, I'm, I'm repulsed by you. By now, if you are really still playing into this, like, oh, well, Trump has done this to himself or Trump's tweets and Trump's this and Trump's that, you really don't understand the broader game at play because of how, how fixated you are on a personality or ego dispute. Wake up. This is not about tweets. It's not about personality. It's not about any of that. This is about a crossing of the Rubicon of the deep state that is believing the only way through is forward of these Marxist revolutionaries using handcuffs, subpoenas, indictments, and convictions, and a rigged system to tell you who they want to become president. James Comey is yammering his mouth, Mr. Deep State, the cheerleader of Deep State. If there was a mascot, cheerleader is not the best word. Here's the word I'm looking for. If there was a mascot for the Deep State, it would be six foot eight James Comey, play cut 43. You said that Trump poses a near existential threat to the rule of law. But tell me a little bit about the specifics of what he could try to do. What do you mean by that? Well, think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. He could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. I'm sure I'm on the enemies list. Because the president constitutionally does oversee the executive branch entirely, which includes the Department of Justice, prosecutors and investigators. Man, what would a presidency look like where the government goes after people they don't like? I don't know. That's, that's a strange thought. You mean like putting Steve Bannon in federal prison? Like going after James O'Keefe? Raiding Rudy Giuliani's apartment? January 6th prisoners in a gulag? Indicting Donald Trump? Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, we would know what that looks like. You're living through a retribution presidency. Everything around you right now is a retribution presidency. So Orwellian into the untrained eye, they watch Mockingbird MSNBC. Oh, yeah, that would be really bad. Go get Trump. I hate him. The lack of self-awareness. It's troubling. It's, it's really driven by an unclean spirit. I believe that. That's a separate issue, but it's totally true. So we have these multiple efforts underway, and let me finish on one, and then I'm going to transition to the other, because they're all kind of being playing out simultaneously. The way that they wanted it to go, and it's not going to happen, is these, these whiteboard people, the tabletop exercises, Aspen Institute, Sun Valley, Kenny Bunkport, Martha's Vineyard, the billionaire playgrounds, where they have these long dinners, and they have intel agency experts, Barack Hussein Obama, billionaires, and they all talk about it which, yes, by definition is a conspiracy, <laughs> multiple actors working in harmony and tandem to accomplish a goal is the textbook definition of a conspiracy. It's happening. We know it. They admit it. We know it through the emails, Hunter Biden's laptop, John Brennan, Tony Blinken. They did it with Hunter Biden. This is not a question. They do it, and they've done it before, and they're doing it again, and you're actively living through what was masterminded. By the way, if you want evidence of a quote-unquote conspiracy, how about Molly Ball's article, The Shadow Campaign That Helped Win the 2020 Election? In Time Magazine, she admitted and acknowledged that Mark Elias, private companies, public actors, nonprofits, unions, all worked in tandem. In fact, so much so, they had standing, standing Monday morning Zoom meetings. So I never want to hear again, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. They brag about how they had different actors working in harmony and lockstep 
to obliterate the 2020 election from being anything that was fair, free, and open. And it's happening again. But it's different. This is, this is, vol- this is like volume two or chapter two. This is the sequel. You're, it's different. COVID is over with. That is done. I mean, Anthony Fauci's out in the hinterlands. He's doing his own thing, making a bunch of money in Georgetown. The whole COVID health thing, out of popularity. Now, there might be another pandemic, but I don't think it's going to happen again because the American people have enlightened to it. So now they're going to volume two, sequel two. You are living through the second. And like almost all sequels, it's almost never as good as the first. I sure hope people see through it. So the... 14th Amendment, they're going to try to disqualify him. This is the ultimate backup plan. This is the riskiest one, and this is not risky, but it's a matter of timing. If Donald Trump were to win the presidency, he could preemptively pardon himself. You could also just have his vice president, who might become president. This is an insurance plan, and it's a sloppily put one together, honestly. It's more likely they're doing this just to try to bring down his favorability rating in the battleground states, okay? But this, they're trying to disqualify him from president for being a convicted rebellion rebel or insurrectionist or giving comfort or aid to enemies of the United States. We're going to keep on building out the 14th Amendment disqualification clause that most people on television are not mentioning. Okay, so the GOP primary clown show, look, Donald Trump won 85% of voters in our straw poll. He's up 60 points in West Virginia. Ron DeSantis is not catching fire or steam. Great governor, failure to launch. Tragically for him, his announcement with Elon Musk on Twitter was not a one-off thing. It was a canary in the coal mine of what has been an awfully clumsy presidential campaign. They're burning through cash. They're letting off staff. This is all in the public domain, by the way. It's not going well. They have small-dollar donation problems. And to just icing on the cake, Ron DeSantis has come out today and he said, quote, Trump should have acted more forcefully on January 6th. Playing into all the narratives. So he's basically just poking you in the eye and being like, oh, Donald Trump is somewhat to blame for January 6th. You got to do one way or the other, Ron DeSantis. You can't do this middle ground. Either you speak honestly and say this is a political charge of the Stasi going after him or just say Donald Trump should be in prison. Like go Chris Christie or go Vivek. This middle ground, you're going to go down. The base does not like this nonsense. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.